accelerating your fandom, this is Flash TV Talk. Welcome to Flash TV Talk, the fan podcast dedicated to news, reviews, and more for the hit CW show, The Flash. I'm Bo. And I'm Bell. Bell, man, how you doing tonight? I don't know, man. It's been a rough day. It's been, uh, you know, I got pulled over on my way to work. What? Uh, my my chair broke at the office. I banged my head real bad. <laughs> man. Uh, my dog threw up on my carpet. Uh, the other dog threw up on my bed. It's just I just had a string of bad luck today, man. I'm t- I mean, I mean, it almost sounds as though, uh, you know, this 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 your life has just been a total havoc from the from the same things it's almost as if i've been jinxed <laughs> well hey man we've got uh, we'll be talking a lot of bad luck uh this episode but uh before we actually dive into uh to the meat and potatoes there's a couple things we want to uh, address first of all uh if you have not heard we are a member of the dc tv talk network so head over to dctvtalk.com for all of the latest and greatest from the dc tv podcasting world um and uh, shout out to all those guys over there but especially to uh to man uh partner in crime over at legends tv talk will benson who was able to step in this week and do the live tweeting from the flash tv talk channel during the live show uh we had kind of some last minute things uh occur in our lives that kept us away from the uh the being able to watch live but will was able to step in and uh, did a fantastic job so big shout out to will and uh, y'all y'all let him know that uh, that you appreciate him and if you liked him you know you can always hear him and i and uh kyle on legends tv talk yeah man some good legendary commentary over there but tonight man we've got some flash commentary in fact a lot of really good stuff really excited about this episode so let's jump into the rundown the The rundown Episode three of season four, Luck Be a Lady. This one's directed by Armin V. Kervoskier. No, that's Kevorkian. I I wonder if there's any relation. uh, Every (laughs) single time. Sorry about that, Armin. Uh, Directed by Armin V. Kevorkian and story by Sam Chalson and Judelina Neria. Bell, what happened this episode? Well, the thinker observes Becky Sharp, a woman cursed with seemingly unending bad luck, and determines that she will be easily manipulated. As Barry and Iris prepare for their wedding, the team is called in when Becky robs a bank and gets away when Barry slips on marbles. Harry arrives uh, from Earth 2 and reveals to Wally that Jesse has decided to break up with him. Cisco deduces that Becky is a metahuman with the power to generate a quantum field that affects people's luck. Looking into the source of her powers, Barry realizes that the portal he used to escape the Speed Force exposed an entire busload of people, including Becky and Deacon, to transformative dark matter. Wells admits to Sisko that he came to Earth-1 because he and his daughter had an argument. Becky's quantum field expands out of control, reactivating the particle accelerator and putting the city in danger. Harry persuades Sisko to let the accelerator activate, briefly disrupting the quantum field and rendering Becky powerless. Based on a heat scan, Cisco and Harry identify 12 new metahumans created on the bus. Wally decides to leave on a journey to find himself. The Thinker spies on Star Labs through the Samoroid helmet, and Joe is shocked to learn that Cecile is pregnant. <gasps> dun dun. Aww. <laughs> 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 Trying to do like a happier one, but I don't know. Yeah, yeah. no, no, that was good. That was good. Look, man, uh, I'm just going to go out, out, out and say this here at the uh, at the jump, man. This was a really fun episode. Like, I think fun... Uh, to me anyway, is, is kind of the, the name of the game this, this, this week. Yeah. You know, like I, it, it wasn't, uh, as eye rolling as, as last time uh, or as last week's, uh, the, the, I think the, the power, you know, it's, it was more, it was more fun and, and, uh, just, I, I don't know. It's, it's kind of a weird sort of power set the the quantum like luck thing, but I kind of like how they sort of, you know, did it oh, better let's, than let's, last week. So let's be honest when it comes to Becky with the bad luck, I mean that they were OMG sciencing hard and fast. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, sure. Oh, sure. <laughs> but I think yeah. like the fact that you got that quick, you know, explanation, like, oh, we're going to wrap up this kind of, you know, OMG science explanation for our powers in, you know, less than 30 seconds. is kind of kind of a, a wink and a nod to be like, all right, everybody good. We said sciencey stuff. All right, let's get on with the fun. Yeah. <laughs> let's not waste time talking, hemming and hawing about, you know, quantum particles and how they affect <laughs> probability. Let's just get to the bonkers. And I mean, it really was, man. It was bonkers. In fact, in many respects, this episode, I, I would kind of equate this episode to the the best of Freak of the Week episodes from Smallville. Like when Smallville was like, like killing it in the early days, uh, this episode kind of brought me back to the same kind of feelings I got uh, back back then. And it was it was a lot of fun. It was, you know, fast and loose with the science, which science, which is fine. Um, but yeah, Becky with in the bad cases, luck. It's fine. Well, you know, yeah, don't get me wrong. There were some decisions that were made in this episode and uh, for the season as a whole that, that are going to, um, uh, yeah, I, I do, do not sit well with me at all. But looking at this episode as a standalone, uh, I, I really had some fun with it. So Becky with the bad luck, man. Uh, we are introduced to a new villain, a new meta. Uh, in fact, actually, as we discover her, we discover more about kind of the uh, the underlying plot of the entire season. But this is somebody who experiences just extremely bad luck until, uh, a, you know, uh, uh, until she gets her meta gene activated and, and is able to project her bad luck onto other people so that she gets all the good luck. This character of Hazard from DC Comics is not necessarily one that I am particularly all that familiar with. But what about you, man? Uh, not at all. Like when he, when uh, Cisco actually said the name and he was like, that's the one I was kind of like, OK, um, I don't know this person. Maybe it's another name. and He's going to come up with another one later. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, I had no idea. Yeah. So this is this is really interesting because as you know, as we were getting introduced to her and, and as I was kind of picking up on, you know, what her power set was at first, I thought that she was actually going to be the character of Jinx, uh, which is a, a more more, I guess, better known DC uh, uh, villainess. Um, one that I'm more kind of familiar with actually from the, the old Teen Titans animated series. Now, this was the Teen Titans animated series before the Teen Titans go with kind of the wacky goofiness. I mean, the original Teen Titans had its own wacky goofy, but nowhere near what Teen Titans go is. But anyway, in yeah. that, in that, uh, television series, there was an episode where Kid Flash was introduced. I think Kid Flash only really appeared for one, uh, two episodes if you kind of consider kind of a cameo he made at the, the very tail end of things. Um, but Kid Flash was actually introduced. He was Wally West. He was actually being voiced by the same uh, actor, voice actor that betrayed Wally West on the Justice League Unlimited series. It was a standalone separate from the rest of the team and Kid Flash went up against Jinx. And so, uh, you know, the way that her power set worked with luck and kind of giving people bad luck and things just kind of going wrong, I thought for sure this was where they were taking this character. So I, w I was a little stunned that we got such a such a deep cut with uh, with with hazard yeah yeah it was uh i, I kept thinking because they, they kept saying they were getting jinxed right all throughout the episode yeah oh yeah and so i felt for sure like that well, was going to be the name i guess technically cursed they thought they were oh, cursed that yeah. was cursed yeah maybe that's why they avoided using the word jinx is because of the uh ambiguity there between jinx and, and havoc i guess so i did it, it is always kind of interesting to me where some of the decisions come from for the metas that we get but um despite you know despite how how uh, who who we actually have here? The power set was actually kind of fun. Um, you know, even just the very first time that Barry goes up against her and he slips on marvels is so ridiculous. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I thought it was a little interesting, uh, you know, use of the power set. Basically, anything that can go wrong around her that won't affect her will go wrong. And <laughs> that's just that's just a very interesting concept. She walks into the bank and like dude falls off the thing, breaks the security camera, like dude spills his coffee on the teller, starts a fire and like you know, everybody's just running around. It's just yeah, it was it was a really neat like <laughs> power set. 
It was, I mean, I, you know, I'm, I'm making references to other shows here, but but with good reason. I mean, like, this was almost kind of like a like a Buffy the Vampire Slayer type of uh, episode in a way. Like, just the way that the villain uh, and, and the hilarity of the extreme, you know, concern. I mean, you know, when Barry's actually sitting in the, the coffee shop with her and you've got the guy with the nail gun and there's a baby and, you know, all of a sudden you're like, oh, no, this is a very scary power that could actually do some really terrible things. But at the same time, it makes Barry trip and cuff himself. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Well, see, that's what's interesting about it to me because I was sitting there wondering, like, how much control does she have over what happens to those mm-hmm. people? Because it seemed for a second they were trying to humanize her when uh, she was meeting with Barry. Uh, well, I guess Barry was meeting with her in the coffee shop yeah. because, you know, she's like, I, I've gotten crapped all my whole life. And now it's an opportunity for me to kind of, you know, get some get some good luck. And then they sort of twisted and had her, you know, and now other people can feel how I felt. So I was curious as to whether or not she had any sort of control over the things that happened and whether or not her as a character, like if the nail gun had shot the baby, for example, oh yeah, would she have felt bad about that? I mean, like if that was the situation, sure. I mean, you know, you get the sense that she's not malicious per se. Like, you know, obviously she's doing evil things. She's breaking the law. She's robbing banks. People are getting hurt. Um, But I don't get the sense that she's a psychopath. She just seems like a yeah. little bit of a, I mean, they, they intentionally played her up to be something of, a, of an airhead, right? Yeah, like an airhead and not necessarily a, a, an evil person, but just somebody who's, you know, well, wanting to get theirs. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, I mean, there, there is kind of a almost a, a sorority sister gone wrong type scenario with with her. And so um, but one way or the other, <laughs> like I said, uh, goofy power set, really, really a lot of fun. Uh, even when Barry did handcuff himself and explains it to Iris and she's over the phone, she goes, oh, like, she- yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you you did mention, man, but the, the team as a whole does feel that they're cursed. And, and you know, so, some of the discussions that are going around is whether or not it's actually Becky with the bad luck's fault or if it is just, you know, things are not necessarily going uh, very well for the team. I mean, we certainly see that's the case when it comes to Wally. Uh, yet again, we have another episode where a breach is happening that is supposed to lead to uh, a, uh, you know, a, a date uh, of some sort. Poor Wally standing there with a giant teddy bear <laughs> and um, it's his girlfriend's dad there to break up with him. A breakup box, man. How like that's just awful. No, that needs to be a thing. That's a great that, that's a great deal. No, it's, it's it, to me. It's like breaking up over email. I, but no, because email can't dispense a tissue and there's not a, a holographic image of the person who's saying it and it's not put to music. A breakup box is its own thing. No, no, it's 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 a cop out. And it's a coward's tactic. She should have told him. I mean, I don't know. It's it's or two. It's a different culture, so it's hard, hard. You know, how do I? How can I compare? But I'm just saying that breakup boxes should never happen here. I don't know, man. I I thought it was uh thought it was clever. Um, you know. So I guess I, I am glad that you know by the end of the episode we got some confirmation uh, in terms of Wally going over there and having you know a talk, the talk, whatever you want to call it. But uh, did you think for a brief moment that maybe Harry was just trying to break them up? So the way he was acting at the beginning, yes, I thought that's exactly what it was. He made this thing. He's making up this entire concept of a breakup box uh, in order just to like, you know, mess with Wally and try to get, you know, separate uh, uh, him and Jesse. It it really didn't strike me as something that was genuine. Um, But yeah, it turns out that it was right. Like that was that was interesting. Yeah, yeah, completely legitimate. I mean, I think I think the awkwardness that Harry was portraying was really because he felt awkward in being put in that scenario. Um, Yeah, yeah. He no so so we do get a return of Harry. It does look like uh, Harrison Wells of Earth Two is going to uh, 
B on on Team Flash for the foreseeable future, uh, which I think is great. I mean, you know, I, I was <laughs> I was anti Earth to Harrison Wells for a while, and then he just he became my favorite. So I, I I'm I kind of see him as a fan favorite as on the whole. Yeah, you didn't really like him in season two. Now, anytime we get a new Tom Cat, I mean, a, a new Harrison Wells, <laughs> it's not secretly Eobard Thawne. It, it <laughs> uh, you know, I, I have kind of this immediate reaction to like, well, if if he's here, then you know. When are we going to get Eobard? When are we going to get Tom Cavanaugh as Eobard thought again? But he's done such a great job establishing, you know, Harry as a very different character than who Eobard was. Yeah. Um, and, and of course, you know, with HR, that was a whole different take on top of that. But HR, I still kind of see HR as kind of the Jar Jar Binks of the entire series. I wouldn't say Jar Jar Binks. What? I would say... Because Jar Jar Binks is like universally reviled. No, and not no, universally he reviled. Is, no, no. Now, see, we're going to get angry emails for that. No, I'm, I, I am not bashing Jar Jar Binks by saying that. But I do. But I do see Jar Jar Binks as polarizing. He is not. There are people that love Jar Jar Binks. There's there's kids that love Jar Jar Binks and, and adults that really appreciated the character as well. But he is very polarizing and he was very tonally different from, you know, what you may have been expecting going into uh, a the, Star Wars film. Well, exactly. So H.R., as a, as a series regular kind of felt in that similar capacity where it was like, all right, he's goofy and he's here and he's funny, but what does he really add to the overall tone of the team? That's why I compare him to Jar Jar. But one way or the other, we got, we got Harry back and uh, I'm all for it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, you know, I liked Harry from the get go. Uh, maybe I have to go back and listen to my initial statements, but I think <laughs> I was positive. I, I think I was pro Harry and you were anti Harry. Um, but yeah, it's it's good to see him back. It seems like it's a kind of weird. So and, and here's a problem that I had. I was watching the episode on my DVR and Time Warner Cable is an awful service. And so half the conversation between Cisco and Harry as to why he was there in the first place got cut out. So I don't really know why he's back. Oh, um, well, so so the, the, the very kind of uh, quick and dirty is that um, over back on Earth two. Uh, Jesse Quick has started to establish her own team. Uh, Harry takes credit for it in, in his explanation to uh, to Cisco. But um, but yeah, so there is a team Quick, as uh, as Cisco calls it, that uh, that decided that Harry didn't really fit in with the overall team, and so Jesse asked him to leave the team and to kind of give her some space so that she could uh, you know establish herself outside of the shadow of her father. And so he, okay, yeah, okay, he's he's in that he's in that empty nester mode, you know. Like, yeah, you know, the kid doesn't need him anymore. It feels redundant and he's kind of depressed. That's, that's where he's at. So now did he use this opportunity to come back to Earth one uh, to both break up with Wally and like maybe join the team? Or was he just there to break up with Wally via proxy? And then he was going to go back. Now, I think Jesse was being cold, man. She was like, she was like, hey, uh, go, go, go to Earth two. And while you are go back to Earth one. And while you're there, bring this breakup box to Wally. <laughs> you know, like basically killing two birds with one stone, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. Breaking two well, hearts if, with one box. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, either way, I'm I'm glad he's back. I think he he'll, he'll be a nice addition to the team. Uh, it'll be interesting to see the genius of Harry versus the genius of the thinker. You know that that's a good point, man. I didn't think about it from that standpoint, but yes, he might be a really good foil for for the thinker. Uh, this episode, of course, we got a lot more time with the thinker than we've gotten in the previous episodes. Um, you know, we've we've talked a little bit. I know we've talked a lot about the chair, but but the overall look of the thinker. Uh, you know, we, we've seen him before, but getting more screen time, getting a chance to kind of study the way that he looks, the way that costume is. What are some of your thoughts about the thinker? Is it just me or does he kind of give me like a Brainiac vibe? He really it's it's the skull on his head. Yeah. Yeah. The, the weird like you can see his 
skin or brain kind of like pushing in between the little bands and stuff yeah, on it the little things and, and so like that the little components like make up a very brainiac-esque skull on his head like the the you know the flesh is kind of poking through not but i don't think it's like in a um you know in like his brain is expanding i think it's more of just you know whenever you put you know like a circle on your skin it always makes it look like yeah yeah, 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 exactly. But yeah, but it's it still, it kind of makes it look like a brain on the top of his head, mm-hmm. even though it's just like his skin or whatever. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, and it's very, very brainiac. Do you think, and and I mean, perhaps this will be a speculation, a deeper speculation in the future, but do you do you sit, think that he is one of these people on the bus? Uh, so we're going to deal with time travel again? Not necessarily. What if he was one of the, like, what if he was the bus driver? I thought about this, um, you know, when we actually see the scene and we don't get a clarification on who's sitting where or, you know, beyond the characters that we've met or, or that we're about to meet. We're not really sure who's, who's on the bus, but I thought, what if he's actually the bus driver and he got the meta ability of like super thoughts, something or another. And you know, decided he would go and collect everybody on that bus. Like, why is he so obsessed with those metas in particular? You know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of other metas on the planet that are connected with the particle accelerator. Why would it just be those specifically? Well, because this is all part of his plan, right? And so, like, getting the Samuroid uh, to, to request the Flash, which caused Cisco to pull Barry out of the Speed Force, uh, resulted in those 12 people getting hit with the dark matter, which is all part of Thinker's plan. Like, so I don't know. Um, oh, that, I'm thinking that he was point. around before any of this happened. Yeah, that's a good point. I forgot. Yeah. So if he said the Samurai, the Samurai came out before Barry. Yep. Yep. You are exactly right. Well, okay. But I will say this, that does bring me back to the Mobius chair thing. I do think there is going to be some sort of time and space travel going on because I do think that's the Mobius chair. Well, so do you think they're going to like go full new gods with it or just or just, you know, have this just be a separate thing? Uh, it's its own thing. I've been watching a lot of David S. Pumpkins. Yes, I think <laughs> <laughs> I think that um, I don't know that they'd go full new gods. I, I don't see that happening, at least not until we, you know, get a a, a super a, a more direct line to superman or maybe even supergirl although that that that's actually a possibility they could go new gods on supergirl one season and then just have you know the mobius chair popping over onto this earth for a while and then it goes back to her so she gets the full new gods which would make a lot more sense and we get a little fun with the mobius chair before it happens that could be interesting maybe maybe that's how they defeat the thinker like they defeat him somehow and he gets sent in the chair somewhere they don't know where and he winds up on uh Supergirl's Earth could be could be or season three or super season four Supergirl yeah math is somewhere no season there. yeah next season would be season I don't know whatever yeah uh, I will say this though um, you know obviously it's not just him uh, the engineer uh, is is kind of setting things up we don't know a whole lot about her yet uh, although she does she's not like in this um, you know it, it, her relationship with the thinker is very different from say you know Doctor Alchemy's relationship with Savitar like you know even though the thinker clearly thinks of himself as superior the engineer seems to almost kind of she talks back to him it almost like she kind of looks down on him a little bit do you get the sense that perhaps you know is she is she captured is she uh no i I think it's your classic uh sith master and apprentice thing interesting but well who's the master and who's the apprentice though well clearly the thinker is the master and and just you have a hot-headed apprentice you know just like uh you know a lot of siths they they um uh, 
you know, they, they want to learn the best and like, you know, come up with a thing and like defeat the master so they can become the master. Right. Interesting. And so I think she's, you know, cause she keeps saying things and he's batting her down because it's the wrong move or, or it's not the right thing or something. And so she's just headstrong and cocky and she's trying to impress her master. Maybe one way or the other, he's not leaving that chair anytime soon. I'm wondering if she is responsible for, for like fixing the chair or maintaining his ability to do whatever it is he's doing while he's in that chair. So like, even though he might be this kind of mental superiority type of character without her, he would just either die or have no power. You know what I mean? So I'm wondering if like, because she recognizes the critical component into whatever the situation is, um, that she almost does have kind of a bit of a superiority, uh, uh, situ- like, you know, uh, role in their relationship or, or whatever you would call this team. Up. It could. Yeah. I mean, it could be like an ally, an alliance of convenience because they both have a similar end game mm-hmm. and she can't do it on her own and he can't do it on his own. And so they're partnering up here, but there's still definitely like a, a master subordinate thing going on. And maybe that's what she resents. And maybe that's why she is uh, a little bit more cocky and whatnot around him. Could be. Than say like a true master subordinate kind of role. Could be. We'll, we'll see what ends up happening. We'll definitely see what ends up happening there. Um, you know, I, but, but overall, you know, it does sound like, uh, he is, he's st- the thinker is still working to collect all of his Pokemon, uh, going out and catching them all so that he's manipulating them as, uh, as we're watching the show. It's not like all of these people are sleeper agents like, uh, Kilgore apparently was. It's, it's more that he's going out and, uh, and doing kind of some Palpatine esque behind the scenes manipulation of their lives. With a goal of, and that's where the question mark is at this point. Um, now, something, 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 speed force. <laughs> right. Something, 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 metahuman. <laughs> exactly. Now, the team overall, though, man, they, they are kind of experiencing a lot of bad luck. Um, Iris and, uh, and, and Barry are definitely wanting to get things going. And it does seem one moment their wedding plans are, are going the way they want them to. And then, and then the next, it's all falling apart. So in an act of desperation, uh, Iris drags Barry to the church during a funeral. So we had one wedding and a funeral going on. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah. we'll, just, we'll just turn this guy's portrait around. Oh, I love this coffin. It's so very nice. Oh, that's such a nice coffin. Is that mahogany? <laughs> <laughs> man, I love these two, man. Now that they're actually together, like comedy has been kind of the, uh, you know, the, the theme of their relationship. And it's been it's been great. I mean, it's I, I like I like that representation of Barry and Iris, but it's it's kind of weird. It's sort of a tonal shift between the previous episodes and the ones now. There's been a lot of emotional stuff, and like it just seems like it jumped directly into fun, happy Barry Iris, as opposed to it was like emotionally conflicted Barry Iris. And so it it, it was kind of a, like I enjoyed it. I liked it. I, that's what I'd like to see more of uh, instead of the you know drama all the time kind of thing. Um, but it, it seemed like it was kind of jarring to transition into that. Yeah. Because things happen fast on the, on the flash. That's, uh, that's how it goes. Uh, by the way, I love the nod when, uh, when he runs in and sees her in her wedding dress. Oh yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and she's, she's like, you saw, he's like, yeah, just for like one second. He's like, which is forever for a speedster. I was like, yeah. <laughs> love that. <laughs> Yeah, he probably like ran around her a couple times. And was like, nice. And, you know, got all the angles, and then uh... <laughs> no, 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 no. But I, I love the fact that they, you know, in in just these little casual throwaway lines, are still kind of acknowledging the the lore of how the Speed Force works and how speedsters exist in in time and and experience time. That that just I don't know. Those little moments like that really make me happy. It shows me that you know the the people that are writing the show get it right. They understand. Yeah. 
the the power set, the character, and and on a on a deeper on a deeper level. Um, something that I, honestly I don't know that I really felt as strongly in previous seasons. I almost felt like in previous seasons uh, there was a lot of. Uh, a lot of explanation, a lot of exposition, and they were constantly having to exposition themselves around themselves. Whereas now it just seems kind of in these brief little moments of kind of throwaway lines, nothing is necessarily wrong. In fact, a lot of times these throwaway r- lines are are perfect, dead on. Uh, and it just feels more natural. It, it really, Yeah, it's more organic, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, I will say this. You know, you mentioned the scene where uh, Barry runs in and sees Iris in the wedding dress. Uh, you know what I didn't see in that scene? What's that? I didn't see a turtle. Where is McSturtle? McSturtle. You're exactly right. Once again, back in the house, it ain't there. Look, here's what I'm thinking, man. We're not going to get a confirmation on on where this turtle is until uh, until we actually get a writer on on this show. Like, I think that- I'm, I'm going to tweet him right now. I'm going to tweet right now. I'm going to say, "Where is McSturtle?" Uh, who? Yeah, the uh, Flash, Flash writers room. Go, go for it. Go. For- I've been doing it, man. I've been doing it for a year. They don't respond. We need to get we we need to get an individual. We need to pull them in under the guise that we're going to interview them for the show and the fans and you know you know hashtag for the culture all that kind of good stuff. But when we get them on, we tie them to the chair. We kill all the lights except for one that's like hovering above it, and then we like shake it back and forth, kind of like they do on like the good cop <laughs> bad cop interrogation scenes and everything. And then yeah. one of us is the good cop and the other is the bad cop, and we figure out where's McSnurdle. <laughs> right that's what we need to do don't tell it's, it's, don't tell them but that's that's what's gonna happen yeah yeah <laughs> we'll uh we'll make a list man we'll make a list of the current uh writers and see who we can get i think it'd be great to have a writer on the show if, if they'd be so willing um but yeah so mixnerl's still kind of up in the air nobody knows where he is uh speaking of not knowing where people are wally I know that was like it's it what's funny is like I felt kind of bad. It was like once Wally said that, it's like you guys didn't realize I was gone. I was like, you're right, I didn't. Exactly. I, I completely forgot you were there, and I I'm so glad that they acknowledged that because I would have thought had we had they not had that line in there and had him go on his thing or whatever and just kind of like ignored the fact that he wasn't in that episode at all. Mm. I know I would have talked about it and how they just kind of like you know ditch his character away the fact that they addressed it i mean i'm still i'm still like well why are you just writing off this character like this but at least they you know addressed it in a certain way that was uh kind of made me feel oh yeah you're right i didn't even notice you're gone <laughs> you know well, you can feel the awkwardness that the that the characters feel in the show well and it does kind of speak to i mean the, the the problem with the character overall has been not necessarily with the character but with how the character's been used if you're going to have wally west on a flash show uh he really needs to be he needs to be a title character you know what i mean like like he needs to be able to advance up the ranks from being a a you know a sidekick to being a partner to being you know stepping into the role eventually of the flash and clearly they're just not ready to tell that story so he gets stuck in this kind of arrested development you know what i mean like he he just he's not going anywhere because they're not ready to tell those stories so you know it does make sense Instead of having fans of Wally West, like you and I, <laughs> making comments every single week with like, yeah, why didn't Wally do this? Or yeah, how about Wally does this? Or something of that nature. Um, maybe it does make sense to kind of have him go off on his own side journey. And, you know, th- there were thoughts or, or, you know, concepts of what a, you know, an in-universe Teen Titans type of experience may look like. I know that we are getting a Teen Titans television series, but I'm pretty sure that's not necessarily connected in-universe who knows, man? Let's um, let, let's see where he ends up. I guarantee he'll be back. You know what I mean? Like Wally West is uh, he's he's a quintessential Flash character. 
So he'll be back. So riddle me this. Uh, Wally West, Kid Flash on Legends of Tomorrow. Yes or no? Oh, yeah, definitely. As a regular? Yeah. Uh, I think as a returning, yes. But I don't know if he's if he's uh, on, a, on a regular. They they said he was going to, what, Blue Valley, right? Yeah. Which is the Wally West hometown in the comics. And so, you know, I, I think that if he was being set up to be a regular on Legends of Tomorrow, it would have been more blatant. Yeah, yeah. That's true. But I, I do, man. I hope that I hope they bring him back down the line in a, in a bigger way. That, I, I guess that that's my only that's kind of my, my solace with all this. Right. Is like I get it. I get why he, there's a redundancy of having two speedsters. If you're not going to tell both of their stories at the exact same, you know, with, with the same level of intensity and focus. So I, I get it. But. He, he, he needs to come back in a bigger way, and I hope he does. Indeed. And at least we got him in a red red suit before before he headed out. Yeah, like the most cop-out way ever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I was hoping he was going to be in the red suit acting as the Flash until Barry came back. Like, yeah. we were going to see him the first time we'd see him with Cisco would be as the Flash. He's not ready, man. He's not ready. Uh, Caitlin and Vibe. Remind me, why did they feel like they had bad luck? Um, so Caitlin said three words this episode, so maybe that was her bad luck and she didn't get more lines. Yeah. (laughs) Um, yeah, right, right. Cisco got cursed at, I mean, that's maybe his bad luck. That did happen. By the way, the opening sequence of them and the laser tag was hilarious. I know that was pretty cool. I thought they're like doing like a danger room style training scenario sort of thing. And I was like, what is going on here? Run, Barry. Run. (laughs) That was great. And he almost cussed out the kid. Yeah. Right in front of his mom, too. (laughs) That's part of the brilliance of this episode. I really do love it on the whole. I'm not I'm not thrilled with the fact that we're losing Wally, but I get it. Um, You know, you're right. Caitlin didn't have a whole lot to do this episode either, but that's kind of par for the course, honestly, from the series over on, on the whole. Uh, for better or for worse, that's just what it is. If she's not, same thing with Wally. Actually, if Wally's not becoming the Flash, then there's not a whole lot going on with him. If Caitlin's not becoming a villain, then again, Arrested Development. But her story, I feel like, is being peppered in. So uh, I'm looking for more from her as we get closer to mid season. Um, but yeah, so so we do find out, of course, that there's a lot of bad luck happening around the West House uh, as the pipes are bursting, and and such is the case. So did they ever go into whether or not it was uh, uh, it was Becky that was doing this? They It was uh, up until the very end. I don't think it was. I think it was just everybody's looking for an excuse. You know what I mean? OK. And, and like when the pipes started coming out of the walls and electricity and all that kind of stuff, that was when the field had gotten big enough to encompass uh, the house. Yeah, exactly. That's that's oh. when it was happening, actually coming specifically from Becky with the bad luck. But yeah. b- before that, I think it's just, you know, things weren't necessarily going right for old team flash. And so they're all looking for an excuse. And now Becky kind of gives them that excuse. Uh, but no, of course, uh, things are are looking, uh, uh, you know, at first a little rough on uh, Cecile and uh, and Joe um, and, you know, with with the house and things being the way they are. But um, yeah, Cecile has a, a bit of a change of heart, starts uh, nesting a little bit. And uh, reason for it is because. Baby on board. 
Who is the- how I'm adored? <laughs> and that's going to bring us to Something. this week's Speedster Speculation. Baby, we got a baby on board. Um, all right, so Bell, do you yes. know who Daniel West is? Daniel West was a is that see because the comics is different because the relationships are different but daniel west was uh iris's brother's cousin something who was uh i don't know how he got his speed powers but he was like a reverse flash kind of thing with like the black and red like crazy glass like dart things yes he's kind of a demonic looking uh flash uh yeah yeah really cool character design i I like the look of that character yep so uh daniel west specifically the reverse flash of the new 52 um you're right he's iris west's brother and so immediately as it was you know as as joe freezes (laughs) as he's processing this (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I saw I saw the greatest meme today. Somebody posted. I wish I could get. Let me. I wish I could get proper credit. Um, but I saw it. I want to say it was on Facebook. Maybe the the uh, DC uh, uh, TV discussion group thing on Facebook. Uh, but it was it was hilarious. It was Joe and uh, Cecilia is like I'm pregnant. And then the next panel was Joe and he's just like that blank stare. And then it says uh, you know asterisk contemplates time travel. <laughs> <laughs> It was so good. It was so good. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, we know Joe to be super dad. So, I mean, like, you know, it's not like it's not like Joe's hearing this and, and, you know, I'm sure part of him is very thrilled. It's just that Joe is. I I don't want to say super old, but I mean, like, this is a this is a late in life little accident right here. Yeah. Well, how old's Cecile? Wait, you know, it's not polite to ask. I, I I mean I know, but like you know, this is a character on a TV show. But I mean, I'm, I'm assuming she's not the same age as Joe, but but maybe slightly younger. Uh, I, I I would imagine that she is younger than he is. Uh, but but obviously, you know, uh, it, it I she 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 uh she's pregnant. That's pretty awesome. That's that's uh we got we got a baby on board. Well, see, that's the question though. Is it is she pregnant with the reverse flash? <laughs> You know, yeah, that's well, I mean, they won't have to worry about it for like, I don't know, at least like 18 years. Uh, Well, we're dealing with a time traveling speedster. We could be dealing with that by the end of the season. So remember how uh, we were talking about the Tornado Twins, right? Yeah. And uh, Tornado Twins, by the way, for uh, yeah. Yeah. Tornado Twins and Bart, like they all, you know, that's the progression. Right. And so I I remember mentioning something about how uh, hang on, I'm uh, going to pause you right there. Tornado Twins being the two children of Barry and Iris, uh, the the boy of which one boy, one girl, the boy of which goes on to have another son who is Bart Allen, uh, the flash of the future who would uh, later come back in time. So anyway, just full context for for new listeners who might not be familiar with uh, the, the comic book lineage there. True. Yes. Yeah. So basically, it's uh, uh, Barry's uh, uh, grandson uh, or son. We don't know how they're going to do it in this show. But anyway, uh, I was thinking about how once the show announces that Iris is pregnant, if then Bart could come back in time, because at that point he has been, you know, his lineage has been you know secured i guess so you could say uh what if they're going to do the same thing here with cecile now that this baby's on the way that opens up the possibility for daniel west to come back from the future 
as a reverse, but there's not going to be there's not going to be speedster. Wait, hang on, hang on, hang on. We know that. So when you when you said um when you said Bart's future is secure, do do you think that Bart his lineage has actually been wiped out because Thawne's lineage has been wiped out? Because theoretically, I mean, you know, if they if they go with kind of a comic book interpretation of Bart Allen, he is you know he he is an Allen, but he's also a Thawne. Um, the idea being that Barry's son would go on to marry a Thawne. Uh, and their child would be Bart Allen. And so if if there's no Eddie, based on what we know now, if there's no Eddie, that means there's actually no uh, Eddie's future daughter that would go on to or, or granddaughter. I, I get lost here generationally, but one way or the other, um, Bart Allen may have been a race, too. I mean, possibly we're kind of going off the deep end here. With, you're you're with, right. Like, I'm sorry. Deeply Rabbit hypotheticals. Trail. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, I don't know. Like, it's it's, it's interesting because what does this mean for the team dynamic? What does this mean for uh, uh, from a story standpoint? Right. Like, what is the significance of Cecilia being uh, pregnant, if not Daniel West? But how do they bring that character into the show? In a way that's not going to be a speedster villain, like they said, this 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 series wouldn't, or this this uh, season wouldn't have one. I'm kind of jaded when it comes to babies on on these types of shows. Like when there's a pregnancy situation, it, it you know it it's kind of a setup for oh we lost the baby because nobody wants to you know watch a, a two year old grow up on a on a CW show. Um, but at the same time, we're dealing with time travel, which also means that we could get a situation where. <laughs> we uh, we could get kind of a situation like on the television show Angel, where it's like baby's born, we got the baby for a couple episodes, then somebody's gonna steal it, take it out of time, and then it's gonna come back for, as a full grown adult who lived out its life in the future or in another dimension or something of that nature, which may explain why you know he uh, he becomes the Reverse Flash. Yeah, see that would be that would that's what I would think is the, the baby's gonna be born, and then. It's going to go away and come back as an adult. That that very well might be the case. Um, you know, we do. I mean, that's that's look. What about what if? What if? So they, they, all right, all right. Let me let me let me go off of this one then. Let's say that you know we come near the end of the 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 season and or or early next season or whenever the the time kind of pans out here. Let's say Daniel is born, and we're just. I think that's the thing, right? It's safe to assume we're all assuming this baby is Daniel, right? I mean, who who else would it be? No, exactly. So so let's say that Daniel is born, and then very shortly thereafter, kidnapped by Eobard Thawne. However, however, Bell, it may not be our Eobard Thawne. It may be the Eobard Thawne of a different Earth, because Bo. we're dealing. No, 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 no. Don't write Bo. me off. Don't write me off. We're dealing with. Let it go. Oh, Let it go. <laughs> There's no more Ia Barthon in the show. That's not true. <laughs> That's not true. That's not true. We've got multiple Earths in play. In fact, we actually have a big crossover event coming later this season uh, in which we very, very might possibly see an Ia Barthon. Um, no, it's Evil Berry, man. I mean, right? I don't know. That's what I thought. I mean, maybe. Maybe because because it, it seems to me like the crossover is the, the evil Nazi version because Supergirl has SS on her on her chest. That's like that's like the uh, sure uh, that's Supergirl. Yeah, it, it, it's it's the it's could, not Supergirl. It's it's um could easily oh be gosh. Bizarro. 
could easily be like no it's not bizarro no it's 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 the crime syndicate version uh, what what earth are they from that's that earth three in the comics in the crime comics syndicate? it's earth three but but so so but even the crime syndicate is not necessarily a one for one i mean it's johnny quick if i'm not mistaken that's actually the flash or, or not even he's not even called the flash of that earth um and so all, all i'm saying man is that there's a possibility for an eobard Thawne, be it ours or from another earth to come into play and steal, kidnap Daniel and raise him. And then basically Daniel then goes on to take on the mantle of his father, you know, his adopted father, Eobard. And that's why he later would become the future reverse flash. Booyah. Uh, I mean, it, with an infinite multiverse, there's technically infinite number of reverse flashes and uh, an infinite number of Barry Allen's. But um, that's what I'm saying. But but the thing is though, like with the different multiverses that we've seen, they're all slightly different. And so like I don't think an Eobard from an Earth that wasn't identical to ours would have any sort of uh, anything remotely like it, it, they wouldn't behave similar to the to the one that, that's here, right? The Earth nineteen Eobard Thawne may not even exist, right? Or or it might be just something different, or it might not hate Barry Allen. He might hate Joe, the guy who works at Subway, who always like you know puts too much mayonnaise on his <laughs> on his bun, you know, like like right, right, right. It, that could be his arch nemesis. He's like Joe. That's what I'm saying. His arch nemesis is Joe. That's why he goes to another Earth, steals that Joe's kid there, and then raises him to Joe. Be- yes, Joe works at a Subway <laughs> on like Earth 2,494. Right, right, yeah. And 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 Eobard goes to work every day, and he goes and he gets a Subway sandwich, and Joe puts on too much mayo, <laughs> and so he's like, you know what? I'm gonna wreck this guy across every eventuality every in every earth. possible timeline this and is that's for the mayonnaise <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> my sandwich is soggy because he keeps it right he gets it in the morning and he takes it to work uh-huh. and he eats it at his desk at work and by that time it's just you know it's it's a nightmare and uh nobody wants to eat a soggy you know mayonnaise laden sandwich i like mayonnaise don't get me wrong but like i mean <laughs> come on and so yeah that's that's what it is he this this eobarthon is on a just quest to just destroy every joe west across every timeline including subway joe west and super dad slash super cop joe west well fair enough uh subway and mayonnaise notwithstanding i'm saying i'm calling this right here and now daniel west will be born and kidnapped by eobard thon to to be taken to the future that's uh, that's what my prediction is i'm gonna say that he that he's gonna be born and um i really think there's gonna be some time travel shenanigans because like you said, I mean, how are they going to handle like a baby on the show where there's all this like mayhem and stuff everywhere? Like, <laughs> could you imagine, though? I mean, like that look on Joe Joe's face when he finds out he's pregnant, because, you know, he's thinking like, how old am I? Like when this baby is 20, I'm going to be like, you know, in a nursing like, home. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a, like something. if if like, you know, the baby gets kidnapped and then pops up in the future and he's like, you know, he's 35 and he's like, Dad, I'm here to kill you. And it's like, oh, thank God I didn't have to raise you. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's like I could fix you now. I've done this before. I can I can fix you on the back end here, but uh, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I've done this before, right? <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh, which actually would be give a nice uh, nice reason to pull Wally back in too. Like you know, um, you know, to to both deal for one thing with a new baby. I mean, that's that's Wally's little brother. One imagines he'll show up when uh, uh, when the birthday comes. But you know, if if they do have to deal with Daniel in the long long term as a villain. Uh, then, then it would make sense for Wally to come in and, and you know, uh, play play a pretty significant and active role at that point. But I mean, again, you know, it's like they, they keep saying that there's not going to be a uh, speedster villain this this season. So I mean, is this something that they're planning for next season, or is this something they're gonna just jump at in at the at the at the mid season? Uh, 
mid season yeah. break and just introduce a new speedster villain. I'm, I'm telling you, man, I think that I, I would not be surprised if at some point in this season we see Eobard in some form or fashion, be our, be it ours or another, regardless. Um, that that he's going to come back into play, not in a significant way this season, but he will be kind of reintroduced to kind of a reminder of, oh, this guy. And then at the tail end, I think that might be the cliffhanger is Eobard popping in, stealing the baby. And that's where we end, end off on the season. And that way, you know, we it's not like, you know, there, there's going to be other speedsters. That's just part of it. But the thinker is clearly, at least the first half here, the the big bad of of this season. Um, and so, yeah, for if, sure. If you had Eobard coming in and, and, and doing large machinations, that would totally take away from him. But that, that well, so, so may, maybe that's part of his machinations is to the thinker, like is to, uh, you know, introduce this ultimate villain of Barry Allen's back to help either distract him and help thinker carry out his plan. I mean, the big bad is still going to be the thinker, but he's doing all of these things to try and, you know, facilitate his plan and that might mean well, bringing that back Eobard. could be that's that's a really good point i hadn't thought about it but yeah absolutely that that would make a lot of sense um you know if, if he if the thinker is trying to come up with metahumans to throw at barry i mean that's that's the one uh if he if he was able to have access there so we'll see what ends up happening man but uh one way or the other you know uh, sa- save the date. No, no, that's for a wedding. Uh, red. Let's find out where the they're registered and make sure that we hook them up with. Um, I think it's called a witness my spawning. Wow. Oh no, that's Earth twenty twelve. Wow. Uh, no. <laughs> that's, you, you, you get like, you get a spawning card, and it's like come witness the spawning. <laughs> you know what we should do? We should get uh, we should get baby uh uh, what do you call those things? Swaddling swaddling cloths. Uh, so the the big cloth that you like swaddle the baby with. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what what's the the cloth that you swaddle a baby in? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What that, is it called? Swaddling. Oh cloth. yeah, swaddling cloth. That's that's the one. <laughs> um, I actually have one. You know what it's got on it? Uh, no. What is it? Turtles. Oh yeah. That's what we'll send to the show. We we'll find all the baby paraphernalia we can get with turtle stuff on it, like turtle rattle and a turtle uh, little little thing and everything, and we'll send it. Care of Flash TV Talk. Uh, congratulations on, on, you know, Daniel West coming to the show and coming into earth one. Um, PS where's McSnurdle? Yeah. You know, and, and my tweet that I sent them was exactly 140 characters. So I think that should, you know, give me some props, but they, uh, they haven't responded yet. Oh, no, no. Hi, this is John Wesley Ship, and you're listening to Flash TV Talk. Well, we do have a lot of good responses uh, this week, man. We got some great listener feedback in. Uh, actually, we got some uh, some tweets in, in in reference to this week's episode. Mark tweeted in, said, uh, "Surprised they went to all the effort to bring Wally as Kid Flash uh, just to pull him out now." Uh, yeah, and Mark, I I hear you. <laughs> I feel very conflicted on Wally uh, Wally bowing out at this point. Yeah, right. I mean, it's 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 one of those things where uh, I'm glad it wasn't a stealth ride out, but at the same time, uh, and you know, Barry's response is kind of great. So, yeah, everybody, every hero has to go on a journey, and so yeah, maybe I'm just hoping we at least get to see part of that journey, and it's not just we come back and all of a sudden Wally's like, I'm a super awesome hero now. Uh, so yeah, I'm hoping he's not completely gone, but I mean, who knows? Yeah, that's right. And then we also got one from Christy. What'd she say? Uh, Christy underscore Denise 26 on Twitter writes, I'm glad the writers made sure there were consequences to pulling Barry to pulling Barry out of the speed force, uh, more metas, even if it was orchestrated by the thinker. 
Right. Yeah. You know, it's 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 I'm curious to see where this is going. The thinker orchestrated pulling him out of the speed force and the 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 metas that were created weren't just an accident. It wasn't a side effect. It was all part of his plan. So I'm very, very curious to see um, where that's going to go. You know? Yeah. Why would he need new metas? Like why, again, you know, there, there's other metahumans around. They're just typically tied to the particle accelerator. So why would he need new metas? What was it about the speed force in particular? Or, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm curious. There's, there's and, more that we need, need more information. Yeah. And man apart in the chat writes, you know, and why bother with petty metas when you have a hovering chair? And I completely agree. I mean, when you have a hovering chair, I mean, there's not a lot you can't do. That's, this is very true. Hey, we also got an <laughs> iTunes rev- uh, review in from Joyce uh, HC, and this is actually kind of an updated one. So uh, what did Joyce have to say? Uh, they write, best Flash podcast. Changed my review from three to five stars because this is the best po- uh, Flash podcast around. I enjoyed it especially these days because whenever I uh, finish the Flash, I'm often left disgruntled at the glaring plot holes, the forced and sudden turns in character development. Uh, however, the Flash TV talk guys always manage to save the show for me, which is exactly what I want. They are always able to find the good part of the show while pointing out the plot holes in a humorous manner or give it a potentially positive spin. It's a must listen for me and I'd recommend it to everyone seeking a flash podcast. Thank you, Joyce. You know, we like to, uh, you know, not always be negative about stuff because who wants to do that all the time? Oh, absolutely. Look, I, I, <laughs> and it, it's, it's been, uh, you know, the, the plot holes have been more glaring in, in seasons past and <laughs> sometimes than others. But, um, but yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm a big fan, a big believer in if we saw it, it happened, which means that it's up to us to try to wrap our brains around how that makes sense with everything that came before it. And that's part <laughs> of the fun for me. Uh, you know, even going into this series, uh, from day one, I was excited because, hey, this meant that we were going to get kind of a new interpretation of the Speed Force, a new interpretation of time travel. Uh, and I was looking forward to, to really diving in and, you know, getting my hands dirty, trying to, to, to figure it all out. And, you know, when you've got as many writers and, and the great teams that they've got behind this series, you're going to get a lot of different thoughts, a lot of different theories and a lot of different practices over the course of several of a several year show. And so, like I say, it's up to, up to us as the fans, as the common denominator to kind of piece it all together. And like I said, it's a lot of fun and uh, greatly enjoyed doing it. So thank you all so much for that feedback. And by the way, if you've not left us an iTunes review, we really strongly encourage you to do so. Head over to iTunes, write us a review. It doesn't cost you a dime to do it. But by the way, if you are willing to spend a few dimes to help out support the show, we do have a Patreon page at patreon.com slash TV talk. Help us out a dollar an episode or more is a great way to ensure that you get this content coming at you every single week that there's an episode of The Flash without fail and with the highest degree of professionalism anywhere (laughs) that you will find anywhere in the general vicinity of this podcast. Truth. Also, we want to encourage you. You can uh, keep up with us throughout the week. You can find follow us on Twitter. We're at Flash TV Talk. But also our personal accounts. Oh, and our personal accounts. That's right. I'm at the real Bo York. You can also follow Bell at Ring That Bell. Uh, but if 140 characters is enough to express your love for our show, feel free to email us at flash at podastery.com. That's P-O-D-A-S-T-E-R-Y dot com. And for the latest news, daily discussions on all things Flash, be sure to check out the Facebook page at facebook.com slash Flash TV Talk. And as always, special thanks to Charlie Bach, who provides our awesome outro music. You can check out the rest of his stuff at soundcloud.com slash Charlie Bach. 
And as we mentioned at the top of the show, we are part of the DC TV Talk Network. A lot of great DC TV-focused podcasts there. You can find at dctvtalk.com. Uh, shows like Supergirl TV Talk, Legends TV Talk, and more. Uh, iZombie podcast as well is a new new addition to the fam. So, so be sure to check them out uh, over there again. That is dctvtalk.com for all your DC TV podcasting needs. Well, man, it looks like from the previews, uh, things are about to get... Uh, a little stretchy that doesn't really, <laughs> doesn't really fly. that was kind of uh, I was kind of reaching with that one um, but uh, reaching yeah there you go but one way or the other bad it's gonna be a good one and we will be back in a flash <laughs> <laughs>